Hello, everyone, to this gorgeous, it's actually scorching Thursday. It's been pretty hot here. Many of you may be wondering and may not really talk about wills and trusts. You may not like the idea of it. It's a fairly uncomfortable topic. If you're like me, it's something quite challenging to work on. And as we're all building our portfolios, our wells, we have children, it is something that we need to take time and invest in and really build and make sure we are protecting ourselves, our future, and everybody around us. So today we are going to be talking about wills and trusts. I hope you're picking up your notebooks, papers, and pencils, electronic devices, so you're here to chat about it. This is your host, Dr. Sarisha Kuchimanji. I'm a former tech executive, a podcast host, and an entrepreneur. I host the podcast, Women, Career, and Life. It's spelled W-O-M-E-N-C-A-R-E-R-A-N-D-L-I-F-E. You can find it on any of your favorite podcast platforms. It's a top 30% Spotify podcast. I give career and financial advice that we get from guests there. I hope you're ready to tune in. Call into the phone lines today. We have Dr. Namrata Notani. I am so excited to have Namrata here. She is not only a dentist in her former life, but she is a lawyer now too. And we are going to dive into not just her story, but we are going to talk about how to do wills and trusts and legacy planning, especially as a lot of us, maybe first, second, third generation immigrants, there's a lot more steps to be taken. So let's dive right in. Namrata, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me here. So why don't you tell us what made you shift from dentistry to doing estate planning and business law? Actually, it was a forced decision of some sort because I had to go through a medical procedure and couldn't do dentistry. I have a spinal fusion surgery in my neck and basically couldn't move my neck enough to be a dentist, but I can definitely move my neck enough to be an attorney. So that, is, <laughs> that was one of the reasons. I, and law has always been my second love. Now it's my first love. Wow. I, and it's pretty amazing that you've got to do two incredibly hard professions. They're not easy to do. So kudos to you for that. So I am actually going to announce the phone number because today I'm sure a lot of people have questions. So the studio's number is 214-817-3333. And we will be talking to Dr. Namrata to get advice on basically listening to how to get wills and trusts done. So for those of you who are trying to figure this out, wills and trusts are something we need to do. Namrita, why don't you tell us what is a will? What is a trust? What is the difference between the two? A will is something that you write to make sure that all the assets that you have are distributed according to how you want you intend them to and it's really a basically a piece of paper right you can pretty much write a will even it can be handwritten and if you do write it correctly it's called a holographic will and it can be admitted in court but it's basically just a list of rules that distributes your assets to your loved ones the thing about a will is that it does go to court a judge has to prove it up make sure it's valid there's an, an executor appointed somebody has to basically follow those directions that you've given in the will and there's a court proceeding, a hearing, and basically it's a long, lengthy, expensive process. A trust, on the other hand, is something that 
doesn't really require that, the whole process of the court. So you're avoiding probate, you're avoiding court, you're avoiding judge supervision, you're basically bypassing all that and going directly to the trustee that you have appointed. And so Uh the trustee takes care of the distribution without the whole process of going through probate, which really shortens that process of uh, distribution and makes sure that the heirs can get access to the property you're leaving them immediately almost. Okay, that is completely eye-opening. I didn't know. My understanding of trust was more around taxes and things, but I didn't realize you could circumvent the whole process legally and get where you want to go much faster. Absolutely. Actually, the most common reason why people do trust is probate avoidance. And Uh, then there is more advanced planning like tax and credit shelter and other things. So the question that comes up is, do you set up the trust right now when you're living and use your like whatever you're earning through the trust now or does the trust start to execute when the person is no longer there? So there's several different kinds of trust, but the most common is the living trust. So the reason it's called the living trust, it's also called a reputable trust, is because you're creating it while you're alive. So everything does either belong to the trust or the trust is a beneficiary of everything you own. But in general, the administration, the distribution occurs only after you're gone. So while you have that living trust, it's like a shopping cart. You're inside a shop and you can pick up anything you want from the <laughs> shop and put it in this cart. Think of the cart as the trust. And you can take things out of the cart and put it back into the shelves, right? You have full flexibility until you check out and you check out once. And after you checked out, you're done. That's the lock. So does it mean I don't have to actually uh, use the trust name when I'm buying stuff and executing in the shopping cart? Or does the trust name show up in different places? So that depends on, you can buy your property in the name of the trust. If you're buying a house, you can actually buy it in the name of the trust and the trust name will show up there. Okay. But you can also have the trust name, like I said, be a beneficiary of, let's say, a bank account where you don't want the trust name to show up in your checkbook. Mm -hmm. So then you want to make sure that after you're gone, the account passes to the trust, you have that trust name only as a beneficiary. Okay. So so for those of you tuning in, this is Life Beats with Sarisha. We are talking to Dr. Namrita Nutani about legacy, will, and trust planning, really looking towards the future. I hope you're jotting down notes and you can call into the studio. The number is 214-817-3333. You'll go live on air with any questions you might have. So Namrita, we talked about will and trust. That is very important that it really gives you access to resources. I had a friend. Okay, we actually have a caller calling in. So let's uh, jump right on. You'll be on air. Hello, uh, please go ahead and ask your question and introduce yourself. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, just yeah, thank you for calling in and confirming that because that is a very important point. Thank you. For those of you, just as someone called in and asked, it's very important to understand that a trust executes immediately, no waiting period, everything. And then the will has to go through the court and stuff. I had a friend who recently lost their spouse and it's been very challenging, very traumatic. Not just the legal issues, just there's so much emotional stuff to go through. And it's 
quite hard uh, to deal with that. And I think it's important. I know this topic is makes a lot of people very uncomfortable, even me, uh, for a lot of reasons. And I've had this conversation with friends over the years. But we need to do everything because you're working so hard to earn money and for your own selves, your families and everybody else. So you need to be able to protect them, especially if you have minor children. I think that there's a difference, right, if your children are under 18 and over 18. So for minor children, so one of the things, because this channel is largely for the South Asian community and a lot of people like myself are first generation immigrants, very often people have foreign beneficiaries, foreign guardianship. What are some of the things for us to navigate that seamlessly? Because how do you access information? How, how do you navigate that? What are sort of the challenges we can avoid? There are so many challenges, actually, if you are a non-U.S. citizen or whether you have a visa or a work visa like a um, H-1B or whether you have a green card. Or would you like to take that yeah, question? Yeah, actually. Okay, I'll hold that thought. And <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll hold take the, the thought question. and take the question on air. Hello, thank you for calling in. Please go ahead, introduce yourself and ask the question directly. You're on air. I'm happy to give you my office number. It's 972-814-8620. The charge, sorry. Yeah. How, you know what? We are going to actually announce Namrata's information and contact info on the end. So she, you can definitely get in touch with her in her office to gather this. I'll also put this on, on Spotify later. So you can also take down show notes from there. But Mr. Khan, thank you for calling in. That's a very important question. We'll make sure we share that information. And regarding the cost of your will, it actually depends on a lot of different things. And I will go over that as well in the next 30 minutes that we have. And it's basically based on whether you want just the will or a trust, what kind of distributions you want in the trust, whether you have minor children or adult children, whether you have assets here or outside the state or even outside the country. There's a lot of different aspects to it. And we do... I. I understand. Yeah, that is pretty much what, what you said. Pretty much all of those. Yes, that could Somewhere be the in case. that ballpark. It's definitely, yes. It's not beyond that for a simple bill and all the ancillary documents. Okay. All right. Thank yes. you. Thank you for that question. So as we continue, yes, I know we were talking and I, I think his question was a good segue because we need to make sure we share your information and for everyone to understand how to get in touch. But if you have minor children, because he said he had two adult children, but if you have minor children and you're looking at foreign assets and foreign beneficiaries, what are you were talking about the challenges? Yes. So especially for minor children, the main thing that people need to make sure that they understand when they're doing their estate planning is that they shouldn't just nominate the guardians for the children in the will because they need to understand a will, like I just said, needs to go through probate. You cannot do anything in the will. And the will is only going through probate when a person is not alive. So if a person requires that guardianship in incapacity, let's say I'm not able to take care of my minor child, you need other kind of documents or if I'm not alive and I need that guardianship for my child so that my child can have temporary custody, be with somebody that I trust, that I want even for a short period of time or for a long period of time, I need to have those nomination documents outside of my will, especially if you have foreign guardians, right? They'll take time to come to this mm -hmm. country. They'll take time to make sure that your child is safe and secure and within a family that you want to keep. And so it's important to have nominations of guardians for temporary purposes 
as well as for permanent purposes separately and make sure that those people actually have the required documents so they can show it and get their visas quickly and or even when they're here to actually go to court and be able to manage that guardianship because you yeah. do need that appointment. Yes, and for as a person doing a will, not from the lawyer standpoint, I think uh, there's so many discussion points, right? You, the steps that kind of I thought about it when I had to do it was you had to end up consolidating your assets. Most of us don't realize how many bank accounts and investment accounts we just open across the place and just spreads thin, uh, consolidating that. And then the second discussion point, which is very interesting, is who is going to help take care of the assets, who's going to help execute, who's going to take care of the children, because people have differing opinions as partners and you know that leads to that and talking to the people who are going to be doing the work and letting them know that they are being nominated for it because they might need a copy of these documents sealed somewhere they can access because we tend to keep them maybe in our safe here and there and most of the time you can't find it so even if you get to access and execute on it people should know where your accounts are what that information looks like access the information so that then all of that can be executed on and that becomes a bigger point. Exactly. Actually, that is a really good point that you brought up. I have to tell you that wills don't have details of their assets, right? Mm -hmm. Nor do actually trusts. We talk about distributions. All the will has is this. These are my children and this is how I want it. I want this percentage going to this child or everything going to my wife or my husband. And a lot of people have no idea where their accounts are and where their assets are. And any unclaimed account goes to the state. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We have over $3 billion in the state of Texas that is unclaimed that the state owns because people don't know how to access them. So it is really important. First and foremost, what I do with my clients is actually make sure that they have a consolidated platform where they put everything together. Whether I need to see the amounts or not, it doesn't matter. They need to have it and they need to put it with their will. Or, yes, or their trust. Yes, exactly. That's really important. And that equally the husband and wife need to know it. A lot of times yeah. the husband knows, the wife doesn't. Or vice versa a few times. But we definitely want to make sure that common knowledge is there. Yeah, exactly. And I this is important as we talk about it. If you're tuning in, you're listening to Live Beats with Sarisha, we are we want to help the community, help gather experts and stuff for you to listen and to them directly to get access instead of us having to Google and step through this. Call in, definitely also reach out to me with ideas and suggestions you might have, things you might want to hear on the show. You can reach me through any of my social media platforms, Women, Career and Life, W-O-M-E-N-C-A-R-E-E-R-N-D-L-I-F-E, Facebook, mostly Instagram, really, and all of those and email at gmail.com. So that is the best way to reach me. You can also check out my LinkedIn for questions or to ping me on direct message. Search for Kuchimanchi Sirisha, K-U-C-H-I-M-A-N-C-H-I-S-I-R-I-S-H-A. And as we're talking to Namrita, this, the will and trust and no matter what you create are just paper documents. They don't really give anyone information on what to do with these pieces of paper that we have. It is important to have them. Don't get me wrong. But that's just a piece of paper. If no one knows where your assets are, where the money is, what the accounts are, what the passwords are, there's so much that needs to be done to get access to that information. So make sure you consolidate it. I have to go back home and look at where mine were because it's been a while since I've done this myself and look at accessing it and putting it together and make sure you're communicating to whoever is going to take care of it. So what are some of the other challenges? If, if your children are not minors, what is then, what do you, what is some of the advice you have for someone who might have adult children? 
So some of the pitfalls I see when people have adult children, they think that they can avoid the whole process of inheritance by adding the adult child's name to their deeds, to the property deeds, so that they can just get them immediately. Or they try to do joint accounts for their with their bank. So one of the biggest risks of that, especially for accounts, is that you're basically exposing your money to their risk, right? If they have a creditor, they have a lawsuit, now you just basically exposed that to them. And uh, if you have real estate like that, it's the same, right? You have homestead exemption in Texas. Now you've suddenly added your child's name to it. Your child doesn't have homestead on that. You've just decreased your protection by half. And you also have made sure that when your child ultimately inherits that money and sells that house later, you don't get what is called a step of basis. You basically pay more capital gain taxes. You pay more taxes with it. That's a more complicated topic and maybe not something I'll put in detail here. But the thing is that there's a lot that goes, what you mentioned about paper documents is very correct. What you get are just paper documents. What is more valuable is the counseling with it. Mm -hmm. It's the actual advice of why you're doing this, what you want to put in that paper and how it's going to be executed later on right what is the actual process and that is something most people don't realize that's why they're like we can do this on legal zoom we can just go to online wills and we'll just have this bunch of paper that we sign and notarize and keep and they don't realize that doesn't avoid anything it just makes gives you more complications i had a one of my first clients did that and it took a year and a half of probate to get her house to her because the how the will wasn't executed right it wasn't notarized by the right people or actually witnessed by the right people because you cannot have interested witnesses yes you cannot have interested parties conflict of interest remember (laughs) that you cannot have your friends and family who are going to be part of this you can have friends and family you can't have your children yeah execution process Mm -hmm. also right right have those folks on it you want to make sure that people who are actually inheriting under your will are not yes you're touching it in any way (laughs) yeah very true and the thing is the cost of the probate must have been incredibly high compared to what uh, just doing the will because the gentleman mr khan called and asked us right how much it was yes and And when people ask me that question i'm very often i tell them whatever i charge you is going to be way lesser than what it's going to cost your family if you don't do it right it will be way lesser that's for sure so it is affordable exactly (laughs) and amrita has her own legal office and a lot of you, you have to also check, a lot of companies have benefits for legal assistance and legal law, wills and trusts that, you know, to their legal plans. So check that out also as a resource. That's one of the benefits of your company. So if you're working for a corporation, don't let that um, sort of free money go away and use it because exactly. it is important to have these. I've heard of so many instances of people here, people back home who have struggled with not having it. And it's just, it's a lot of pain that we create without realizing for the people who are not only dealing with having lost the person that they love but dealing with this sort of emotional legal process that no one knows right you have to find the lawyer you have to figure out what to do it's just a lot of hardship so if we can put our things in order then it helps us uh, to give others comfort a little bit of comfort in the time of hardship that they're going through Absolutely. It is peace of mind more than anything else. Yes. Yes. And, it is. and this might, uh, this, this quote is so apt that and taxes are not avoidable. We have to execute that. Absolutely. And as much as I hesitate to use that quote on a live talk show, it, it is a true statement. We can do everything to enjoy our life and make everyone else around us do that. But the thing is, life is unpredictable and we don't want to be thinking about this when we are dying. Nobody wants to. We want to do this while we are healthy mm-hmm. and happy and know what we want rather than when a person is dying, the last thing you want to tell them is here, go make a will. 
Yeah. Right. You don't want to do that. I actually was at a hospital two days ago, Srisha, because I was trying to create a will and trust for a gentleman. He's 85. So he's lived a good life. His daughter called me at 730 in the morning and said, we are taking him to the hospital and he may not live. And the will and trust documents were not executed. So mm. I actually, I took my assistant and went with for the notarization, everything. I took the documents and I went to the hospital. You know what the worst part was? The fact that his daughter was not really completely present with him for the process of what he was going through. All she was really worried about was the will hadn't been done. The trust hadn't been done. What about this property and that property? Is that how anybody wants to die? Yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's heartbreaking. It is. And it, it, it is. Yes, I guess totally wrong timing. And, it is. And just my own personal story. I did mine when my first son was born and then went and updated when I a few years after my second kid. So if you're having children, I'm, that's what I started to have this conversation with friends just because when you have young children, life happens. So many things that can happen and you do not want to leave that in limbo. The way I look at it is I don't want the state to make my decision for me because somebody else will make my decision if I don't decide for myself. So I want if I want to do what I think I want to get done, then I have to make the decision and prepare these documents. Absolutely. If you don't have a plan, the state has a plan for sure. Yes. And you don't like it, you won't like it. Exactly. So for those of you listening in, uh, definitely think about will and trust. Namrita, why don't you share your number? We have a few minutes. So I just want to make sure what is the number and how do the people reach you? So the easiest way to reach me is actually through my website is www.notanilaw.com. That's N as in Nancy, O, T as in Tom, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, I as in India, L-A-W.com. And there is a tab there for book a call and you can just click on it and at your convenience, just book a call with me. It's a free call. It's, it's a short introductory call and then we take it from there. You can also just call my office to make an appointment, 469-929-9439. That's my office number. The number that I had previously given the gentleman, that's my cell number. And a lot of people will call me on that as well. So I'll give it to you. It's 972-814-8620. Again, my office number is 469-929-9439. And my cell number is 972-814-8620. Yes. And if you actually listen to Radio Caravan from time to time, you probably heard her advertisement. You know, I didn't realize it was her. And Namrita and I actually have met many years ago through our kids. Uh, being in the same age group but it is a wonderfully done ad so classy so tastefully done which brings this right to the heart where this mom is talking to her friend and her son comes and says mom let's go to graduation try and listen to it on the radio and then you'll remember what i'm talking about if you've heard it so we've got to dive into wills and trusts i just want to also let you know next week as we are talking about all of these topics and we are getting ready for school I will have a school counselor and a speech therapist coming in to talk about how do you prepare children, how to access the resources. You might have elementary, middle school, high school. It's so much transition. So definitely tune in. Namrita, as we just wrap up, any parting words for people to think of as they're, whether they're trying to decide what should push them to make that decision to go ahead and get this thing done? The only thing I can tell you, and I've told you that before, is my tagline, plan while you can. Because mm. honestly, if you're alive, you're over the age of 18, you should have something. From whether it's basic to the most complex, you have, you all have assets, you all have an estate. Because anything, even a Facebook account is something that's an asset in, in the state, which needs to be 
They're digital assets, right? If you think about it, you want to know who's going to get access to that. So everything has that. And so it's important that you please plan while you can, because this is not for you. It's for your loved ones. Just know that it's really, you're going to be gone. It's really how they're going to be taking care of themselves when you're not there to take care of them. So just think about that and don't procrastinate because it can be late. Yeah. And then you won't be able to do anything. And thank you. Thank you, Namrata. This has been very good. Do definitely reach out, Women, Career and Life. 